Alright. This is the house call. Welcome to the House Call Podcast. We're back. We're back. Episode 39. 39. Let's get it. Let's go, boys. Let's get it. I don't know what I'm doing. 39. 39. 39. Uh, Uh, He's doing doing an audition for fucking cats on Broadway. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get it going, boys. All right. First things first. Never have it. Opening where it fucking is just normal. Go ahead. Never, go ahead, never. Brandon. That's the house call podcast. Never <laughs> normal. Richie Incognito officially retires. I mean, if you to say it more than enough, it feels like this guy's played forever. We all know him for the scandals, but he's officially done. Finished out his career as a Raider. Moving forward, Jason McCourty retired. We all know Jason McCourty from his time with the Patriots and his uh. Famous play, breaking up that pass uh, uh, against Cooks in the Rams in the Super Bowl. One hell of a player for the Patriots. I'll miss him. One of my favorite uh, non-big-name cornerbacks. Now, getting to the more bigger news. Some franchise stuff has happened. Dalton Schultz of the Cowboys has locked into his 22 franchise tag after the contract talks deteriorate. No multi-year deal for him. Elliot, real quick, what do you think on uh, Dalton Schultz not getting a multi-year deal in Dallas? <clears throat> um, I think sometimes guys tend to just see other big-name guys get some money, and then they want that too. Um, I just, I, I think he will, he will get used to wanting to win um, because he'll start to see that he's not like the walk-in and just just be there. He's not Dak Prescott, right? He's not. The Cowboys don't need him to succeed. They certainly would like him to stay. I think. Um, I think just because like. They go into the draft and get someone that can play his position. I don't think that means they want him to leave. But they're not – this is them saying we're not willing to just give you money to just show up. I agree. Ethan, your thoughts on Dalton Schultz? Honestly, I agree with that. I mean, he's – in my opinion, he's kind of a replaceable tight end. I mean, mm-hmm. do I think he's worth, you know, the 10.9 maybe? But definitely not per year for multiple years. And on top of that, considering he's not close to the top 10, I don't even envision him being a top 10 tight end. I don't see how he's going to want to command that kind of money. He probably should be anywhere between the 6 to $8 million range, if I'm being honest with you. Just because if you look at the, the Dallas Cowboys roster, how much is he really going to affect that offense? I don't really think much, to be honest, considering they got C.D. Lamb and those other boys that are going to show up just because Dallas does pretty good either drafting wide receiver or just how they have the wide receivers on the roster to fill those roles. I agree. I mean, you look at Dallas, though, in a whole, it seems like they don't, they haven't really utilized the tight end since the Jason Witten days. I mean, you know, you look at, so it's really one of those things of like, so unfortunately for Schultz, it's like you guys have said, a plug and play type thing. Like You could put just about anybody out there and they'll still do pretty decent i mean to finish out last year with 78 receptions 808 yards eight tds and an average of 10.4 yards i mean that's not really that good when you have the tight ends in the nfl that you have like if he goes wherever else he may end up i i'd be shocked if he's a starter i don't even if he went to like tampa bay I, i don't see him as like your number one tight end but moving forward Another tight end news, Mike Gesecki of the Miami Dolphins, he didn't get a deal either. He's 
playing on his franchise tag. Now, uh, Ethan, I'll let you take this one off. What do you think about Mike Gusecki not getting a long-term deal in Miami? I, honestly, I like Mike Gusecki. Um, obviously, in my opinion, Miles better than, you know, Dalton Schultz. But I feel like, obviously, I think he's worth that much. But in an offense that's with so many more pieces, like Tyreek Hill and the 18 running backs they have, um... I feel like would he really be utilized enough for his liking if he stayed long term in my I agree. I think this season is really gonna be telling for like what you know the true judgment on Mike Gesecki, because he's really got been not almost but just about a focal point of that offense. But now with all these weapons, it's is he still gonna how's he gonna fare? Rob, what are your thoughts? Mike Gusecki. I don't really see him having a, such a crazy role with this offense just because, like, you have such a – I mean, he's probably going to be, like, a fourth target. Look, I mean, look at all the boys that they got on that offense and the running backs that they have. It's just, like, his numbers are going to dip, and if he's trying to get what the top ten market is getting, I don't really see it. I, I, I mean, I could be honest with you. I think he probably is a top ten tight end. I just think – just because his number is going to take a dip, just like a Jacoby Myers, whose numbers in this new offense is going to take a dip. I just, you can't validate the, the, the amount of money they're going to pay him. Elliot, your thoughts? Yeah, I just think with like Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, assuming Tua can keep up, which uh, with, with like the offense I think they're transitioning to, which isn't a given um, based on some Twitter posts that I've seen from the social media team, I think they're going to go to a more deep ball style offense similar more similar to what the chiefs have um or had i guess now that tyreek's gone uh, i just don't think the the tight end position is on the top of their list of priorities to run that offense i can definitely agree with you there i will say this man said tool with deep ball with a serious face <laughs> I, I mean still if the deep ball doesn't work out you know that's another chance for mike kaseki to step up and almost be that security blanket if you will for two at what point do you consider a deep ball is it more than 20 yards because at some at this point i think two was throwing nothing but ducks he i would take freaking peyton manning's arm in 2015 where he was throwing nine touchdowns and 17 interceptions over to his current arm uh, yeah no fuck no he ain't if we're gonna say 25 yards or more is a deep ball they can't get behind look at the damn passes he's making in the training camp with no pads on i would trust a freaking jv kid out of high school to throw a deeper ball than him i mean we've hit on it you know thousands and thousands of times and i think everybody who looks at tua has said it ever since that hip injury he's not the same guy i mean I'd say what you will, but I'd say I take Jimmy G's deep ball over to us. That's God. He has a better chance of being on Dancing with the Stars and fucking being a, a good quarterback in this league. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. Let's keep it going. Oh, man. Okay. So it's come out that the NFL is now making a change to the preseason. I think this is something that majority are going to love. Normally preseason, you got four games. It's cutting down to three. To me- It did cut down. It did Last cut game. down to three. Thank you, Elliot, for the correction. To me, it's a good and bad thing, depending on how you look at it. Uh, Elliot, real quick, your thoughts on the preseason being changed? Yeah, I think it is a good change. Um, I, I, I think it's just probably 
to account for adding an extra game. So instead of four preseason, 16 regular season, you have three preseason, uh, 16, sorry, three preseason, 17 regular season. I think that it makes sense in that regard. Um, I also don't think, honestly, you could probably have it at like two preseason games combined with the, um, the combined practices they run. I don't think you really need much more than that to really evaluate the guys on your team. Like why that third game, I don't think there's really many coaches who are still seriously considering people uh like there's still real position battles um and if it is it's just because they intentionally spread it out uh i i was kind of curious though what you guys would think like do you think uh like running the hall of fame game is an advantage is it like the extra preseason game is it like you don't want to do that because it's more reps or is it an advantage because you get more time to see you guys i see for me with the preseason i've always gonna i'm always gonna have a sour taste in my mouth because i always think of that preseason game where edelman tore his acl so it's like i understand what the preseason is for and why it is it is what it is but personally it's just one of those things of like the less the better like i understand for example when brady was there and they bring in a slew of new receivers that was more time for Brady to work the kinks out with a lot of the new guys on offense. But at the same time, it's like you have meaningless games now. And if somebody gets hurt in a meaningless game, i.e. Edelman, you're screwed for into the regular season now. But you guys continue, Ethan. Oh, um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of used for maybe for one last kind of Oh, who's going to win the position or like what uh, Brandon said about, uh, you know, Tom Brady working out a few kinks with a few of the new receivers. But quite frankly, I feel like, I mean, obviously it's it's a lot better having three preseason games instead of four because you also get a bye week before week one and also that, that fourth preseason game turned into a bye week. So any wear and tear guys have had throughout the preseason get an extra week to recover for week one right right rob i i, I mean i'm gonna be honest with you i don't really think too much of the preseason it really like honestly it's just really for the guys that are trying to earn a roster spot the third game is probably just for a tune-up and i i never got the point of why there was four fucking preseason games it's honestly too much but now there's three I, i'm good with that i would even go down to two I think one would be too little. Two is good just because first one, you're really getting uh, people are proving who, whether they could be on the roster or not. And then the second one would be just like the starters k- kicking off the fucking rust. I don't – four was way too much. But I get yeah. it. I mean, the way I've always thought about it is it's like it's most beneficial like with rookies. Like, for example, Mac last year, uh, his rookie year, excuse my – excuse me, you know, you put him out there with live games, that's a chance for him to, you know, work out those quote-unquote jitters, if you will, and get comfortable running NFL offenses at an NFL level and get more time for him to get adjusted to an NFL speed. And if he screws up, again, meaningless game. So it's not, you know, something where versus him screwing up in the regular season and we lose the game, and now that's something that sticks with us. But moving forward and, sorry just to cut oh, in and oh. uh, he won that qb battle with cam newton during the preseason exactly. preseason didn't exist cam newton stays around probably for the first three or four games of the season and you're left not really knowing if your quarterback is but belichick was able to look at those preseason games and say well max doing better i'm gonna cut cam and keep Mac." so exactly 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 moving forward here 
let's get into uh, one of the bigger name topics of this uh, episode. We've got our expectations for our wide receivers going into the next year. I'll, I've got a list here. We're going to go down the list. We'll go around, tell you our expectations, continue it from there. First name on the list, A.J. Brown. Ethan, your th expectations for A.J. Brown in this new year. Okay. Um, I like A.J. Brown. I really like him. Um, obviously, you can't really... You're not downgrading or upgrading when you're going from Ryan Denhill to Jalen Hurts. Um, it, it It's more of the fact that I think he will produce more on an Eagles offense than he did with a run-first Tennessee offense. I mean, I have pretty mid-expectations for him. Obviously, I think, you know, probably a 1,000 yards, a couple touchdowns. It's not much to scoff at, I would say. But. I agree. I mean, I personally, I don't see any, like, game-breaking, like, Randy Moss yeah. levels of production from him, but it by no means will be terrible. I mean, I do agree with what you said about Tannehill or Hurts, though. But, Rob, I'll let you go ahead with this one, A.J. Brown. I think A.J. Brown will do better than Tannehill. I mean, Tannehill's Jimmy Garoppolo. They're fucking same player. They both have very little arm and fucking just terrible um i think hurts is on the upside uh i'm sorry if i heard your feelings i i said something about jimmy garoppolo you could hug your freaking man-sized jimmy garoppolo pillow at home elliot but um i look aj brown should do better you got Devonte smith on the opposite of him he, what did he have with the, with the titans you had fucking uh julio 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 jones's fucking carcass I don't know where I was going, Julio. Julio <laughs> Jones is carcass on the other side. Julio Jones was not the same player he used to be. Now you're getting a primed – I mean, Devontae Smith is on the uprise. And I think that that's going to take a lot of targets off him. They got with Goddard in a tight end, got a couple good running backs, and then you got a mobile quarterback in Jalen Hurts. I see he's going to do a lot better. How much better? I mean, maybe 12 touchdowns, maybe 1,200 yards. It seems about a reasonable – and you got a new offense, so – I, agree. I would agree with that. I think um, on the Titans for that first half of the season, Derrick Henry was playing. He lost a lot of his potential stats to Derrick Henry runs because he was just so effective. Um, so I do expect him to do better on the Eagles. I agree. You know, I think this is really, his, you know, this is really his season to show us um, he's better than we thought he is because we really didn't see much. With, we, I feel like we didn't get his full potential with the Titans because the Titans are such a run-heavy team. You know, that's just and Tannehill's trash. Of course, that as that well. As well. Yeah. He's very it, like <laughs> it. Fucking was mid. If there was ever a definition of what fucking mid was. He's a mid quarterback. Oh, I put Tannehill far below mid. Far, far below mid. His decision making to be this late in his career is absolutely terrible. Say what you. I know you touched on uh, Jimmy G and saying they're one and the same. Jimmy's won games. Jimmy's got you pretty. <laughs> Jimmy over any day of the week. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> they moving... both suck. Ah! <laughs> Fucking move forward. Moving forward. <laughs> Next name, Devontae Parker. R Rob, your thoughts, Devontae Parker. Uh, so my biggest thing, I I'm pretty hyped about him, but then I have uh a little bit more leveled expectations just because it's like what 
Devontae Parker we gonna get? I mean, two was very fucking mid. Two also got replaced by Fitzgerald. I don't think these Miami Dolphins fans fucking remember that. The fact that this kid got benched for him. So now he has a legitimate quarterback. Fuck you, Dolphins fans. He's he's can't he's never played a full season. Kiss my ass. Um so now he has a, a legit quarterback. With Miami, you never really had a reason to keep playing. So if you got injured, why not rest it up? So now, same applicable principle was applied to Hunter Henry when he came here. Guy was an injury bug. Fucking Chargers, they really, I mean, even with Herbert last year, didn't make the playoffs. So now he's with a team that actually makes the playoffs. And there's a reason to play. So he played a whole season. I don't know if Parker has it in him to play a whole season. But, I mean, the expectation should be because he's going to be our wide receiver one, a thousand yards. I'm going to set the benchmark at a thousand yards and I'm going to give him seven touchdowns just because Hunter Henry is still going to be Mac Jones safety blanket. I, I like that, but I'd go a smidge less than a thousand because I feel like Mac is going to gel more with Kendrick Bourne. I mean, yeah. something about yep. it, just watching what Kendrick Bourne has done this off season and how, the work ethic he put in, not only this off season, but the previous season, I feel like Mac to Bourne is going to be that like uh, that big connection going forward as time moves on. You know, I think I hope Bourne is going to be the next great Patriots wide receiver. But Ethan, your thoughts? I mean, I agree with you there. I don't quite think he's going to reach a thousand because the Patriots are more of a spread the ball out more. Not like you're relying on one guy. Um, I think he's probably going to go with about 800 yards, just like either Kendrick or Jacoby's going to go with. Um, I'll say he goes for five to seven touchdowns. Perfect. Perfect. Very good. Elliot? Yeah, I'm optimistic. Um, again, I don't think he's going to be our wide receiver one. I think Kendrick Bourne will retain that role. Um, but I think just him being with a legitimate coaching staff and a, a on the up-and-coming uh, quarterback, I, I think he will improve. So I'm excited to see what, how he does. The one thing I do want to add is I think this is going to be a healthy season for Parker. I think Parker is going to get the same benefit from the Patriots uh, medical team that uh, Hunter Henry got, where you see it with the Chargers. Hunter Henry was injury prone. Come to the Patriots, doesn't miss a game. It's almost revitalizing if that's the appropriate term in this situation. So I really am hopeful in that aspect. But next receiver, CeeDee Lamb. Elliot, I'll let you start this one. What are your thoughts for CeeDee Lamb? Uh, I'm not particularly uh, – I have moderate expectations um, because the Cowboys, they're not – they haven't been particularly successful in the past couple of years with playoffs or the past couple of decades with playoffs. Um, and they've been, they've been good in the regular season, not anything special, I would say. They've been consistently top 12 in the league. But um, – I, their receivers do tend to get a lot of recognition as being good, so I, I could see him being successful. I don't have a ton of confidence in Dak. I, I don't have no confidence, but I don't have a ton. Um, so, I don't know. It, I, I could see it going both ways. Does it worry you now? Do you think this will it'll work for him or against him that Dallas has lost two of their top wide receivers in Cedric Wilson and Amari Cooper? It'll work for him in the sense that his stats will probably be a little better, um, but their offensive productivity will probably be lower and it'll be easier to look at him and say, well, he disappointed because the, they didn't win any games. I, I don't really see him getting crazy stats. I mean, like 
you you have Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson no longer on your roster. Um, the run game is like, eh. And you got Eagles in your division, so that's like that's two tough games where you got a team that has a decent defense, and then it's just like, I look, I I've looked at the schedule. I per, I don't have them even making the playoffs, so I, I don't think they're gonna do terrible. But I don't think he, I think he'll get a thousand. But you have seventeen games. It's really you really don't have to do crazy, not get crazy numbers to get a thousand yards. But um, I think maybe five or six touchdowns. I think he does well, but like not to what everybody are trying to hype him up to be. I agree. I I can I agree. You know, I decent. I'd say above average, but no like you know creme de la creme, if you will. You know, the whole Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson being gone, I feel like that makes him now the focal point in the passing game. So he's gonna draw more coverage and things like that. So I. You know the expectations are a little bit tame but ethan i think losing both of them is going to overwhelm him a bit due to the fact that he's going to be constantly targeted which means he's going to draw more coverage which means later on in the season when their entire offense may be circled around him he's going to start falling off and it it's it, it's just gonna it's, it won't work out at the towards the end of the season in the playoffs. Um, obviously, going for what I've been really going for with everyone else, I'm going to go about 1,000 yards, give or take, maybe 1,100, and I'll go like eight touchdowns. Perfect. And on top of that, like if you watch some of his like his like offseason stuff and just how he operates on the line during the regular season his get off the line off the line of scrimmage is freaking the same move over and over again he goes one two and he goes this way goes one two goes this way it's just there's he needs to it seems a little stiff he needs to work on his, his getting off the line and getting open i think he'll do well but just we, every, te, cowboys fans need to really temper their expectation yeah i mean there's i'm not saying like the cowboys are going to be in the bottom of the division but there's it i don't see them being anything special but our next receiver here tyreek rob i'm gonna let you lead this one too. yeah yeah we'll we'll let, we'll let rob do this one rob go ahead on tyreek <laughs> so are we going to talk about maybe toss plays or end around jet sweeps because his numbers are his numbers numbers what the hell am i fucking saying today his numbers are going to plummet you get you got a guy. Look, man. I look, Dolphins fans. I don't understand what the freaking hype is about Tua. The guy cannot stay healthy for a 17 game season. So, what makes you think it's going to be anything special? But yeah, personally, I feel like Tyreek's best bet this season is to think of uh, looking at their coach, knowing where he came from. Is I feel like his coach is uh, Mike. I can't think of his last name. Excuse me. You're probably going to use him in like that Debo esque role, and I don't feel like Tyreek is going to be as successful as he or happy with that. But Ethan, what are your thoughts on Tyreek's expectations? Honestly, he's probably going to be utilized a lot when it when it comes to jet sweeps. I think his rushing numbers are going to go higher, but his like receiving yards is definitely going to plummet a bit. Big time, big time. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I don't think he'll get as many receiving yards when he has two versus Mahomes, but I do think 
there are some haters, some in this call that I won't name, of Tua. Got They're the a little bit over the fired. top. <laughs> oh no. My no, look at him. salary. No, no, no. I'm gonna feed my family. No, no, I'm gonna get I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone. On my fucking soapbox. He can't throw fucking more than five fucking yards without going wobbling like looking. Oh my fucking. What are you throwing a fucking frisbee at this point? I'm sorry. I'm I, on my shit today. I don't know what it is. And maybe I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. But I don't know. Maybe it's just reading all these fucking comments of Jets fans and fucking Dolphins fans that think that all of a sudden Zach Wilson is going to throw less fucking interceptions or Tua's football is some, suddenly going to go more than fucking 30 yards without wobbling like it's fucking got Tourette's. Fucking <laughs> Tourette's. All right. I, I just think you're underestimating Tua. I think I think he's going to put up better numbers and be a better quarterback than you're expecting. That's it. I mean, I think you have a better chance of winning an argument against me than Tua having a good season. I mean, Elliot. Well, I mean, a hundred percent beats pretty much anything. So let's look at the uh, let's <laughs> look at the man's highlights from last season, man. I mean, he your expectations really have to be tame here. I, I'm just saying, but let's move forward. Last but certainly not least, Allen Robinson with the Rams. I say n his targets are going to go down. Too many tar too many weapons out there. He's definitely not going to be your number one target. You've got too many great weapons for him to – too many great weapons on that offense. Ethan, <laughs> what are your thoughts for Allen Robinson? I like Allen Robinson. I'm a big fan. I was hoping he'd go to the Patriots, but unfortunately they're not. Um – I mean, with Cooper Cup also there, obviously he's not going to be that number one guy unless some injury happens. Um, but he's still going to be utilized a bunch. I Do I think he's going to be, you know, as good as Cooper Cup? No, definitely not. I feel like he's going to be a reliable second option if, you know, Cooper Cup is getting you know, double teamed or triple teamed. Obviously, I don't I don't have too high of expectations. I got it. I probably I'll go with a safe eight, nine hundred to a thousand yards. OK, very good. Very good. Elliot. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't I, I think the Rams still going to be a pretty dominant team, um, but there's just too many guys name like all you really need is Cooper Cup. The guy's going to get the ball a thousand times a game these days. Um, so I, I just don't think Allen Robinson is going to be able to succeed at the same level he did. Um, but I, he will definitely be a well-utilized option on that offense. So the thing is about Allen Robinson, I think he's going to do well. I think he's going to do much better than what he was doing with Justin Fields. But, like, how much better? Because you got so many weapons on that offense with the Rams. I see realistically getting eight, nine hundred yards with like seven touchdowns is that's a really optimal and that's not a bad stat line. I just think that like there's just so many weapons on that team and it's just so many places to go with the ball. Very good take. Very good take. Now in our last few bits of news here. So it's come out today that the 49ers have officially given Jimmy Garoppolo from excuse me, permission to seek a trade after he was cleared to start practicing per Adam Schefter. Uh, it seems like almost he's gotten screwed because now the 49ers screwed themselves, I should say, because what are you really going to get this late in the game? But Ethan, your thoughts on Jimmy being able to seek a trade now? I mean, obviously there's teams that need a quarterback or you, you know, want a one-year guy. 
but for the most part, I don't really have anything to say on this except for the fact that I don't necessarily think he's going to get traded this season. I don't think anyone's going to be willing to buy for him. Right. Uh, Elliot? I think it's just the 49ers tone, and if he sticks around, he's going to be a backup. Um, and I kind of agree with you. I think he, I, I, would, I don't think that he's going to be – I don't think they're really intending for him to be traded this season um, because he's – I think they would still like to have him in case, for you know, God forbid, Trey Lance goes down or Trey Lance just isn't up to snuff. Um, they just have that option to put him back in. I don't think they see Jimmy Garoppolo in any way as their quarterback of the future, so they don't really care uh, too much, about, especially after this season. I mean, I don't, if he left today, I don't think they would be in shambles. Um, but I, it, especially after this next season, I think they don't really mind. Um, but yeah, they're just they're all on Trey Lance for sure. I mean, if he goes now, like think of it this way: let's say hypothetically, breaking news, Jimmy Garoppolo to the Giants. Imagine the the struggle and the curve he's going to have to learn pretty much a brand new offense, form chemistry with a whole new slew of guys. Just it's yep. detrimental. Rob, your thoughts? Uh, and you look at the trade partners that possibly could be there. He's a twenty million dollar quarterback. I think he's twenty four million dollar quarterback, and he's got an injury history with being just very mid as a quarterback. He'll win you games, but he'll win you games just. In spite of it, I, I like I, I think that you have to look at who the trade partners would be and just like what is he going to command? You got Baker Mayfield was a firm, former first overall pick and he got a fifth round was a fifth round pick. So realistically, not only just that, they're going to have to take on his contract, most of his contract at least, because no team's going to be paying twenty four million dollars for a quarterback that may or may not play all the games and just may or may not be a good quarterback. You got Seattle. Why would they even go there? Because that's in that's an interdivision opponent. You got maybe the Giants. They, I mean, they're going through Daniel, Daniel Jones. They pick up his options. So I mean, it's what you expect. And as a team that's like the Giants or the Seahawks, why would you take on a guy like him if you have the possibility of being a top five pick again and filling out your roster more, especially when you got a quarterback deep uh, draft this year? Very true. Very true. You know, the, you summed it up perfectly. Moving forward, Julian Edelman's been teasing like nobody's business. Will he come back? Will he won't? He, as much fun as it would be to see him back, let's look at the facts here. 36-year-old guy coming off, uh, off, having a time off, wasn't himself that last season, even though, yes, career high, 179 in that 2020 game against Seattle. Would Julian Edelman, let me ask y'all, would Julian Edelman in his current form would that be benefit coming back? Would that be beneficial to the Patriots? Ethan, I'll let you take this one away. Thank you. Um, honestly, I feel like he will be helpful and not the way you think. He's not going to be helpful towards like receiving or getting the touchdowns or anything like that. He's going to be helpful with developing a few of the younger receivers. Okay. Having you know, share his knowledge, let them pick at his brain, and overall trying to push them to be a better player i mean he is a, a seasoned vet i feel like he could help them okay so almost a coach uh, similar to hoyer where a coach on the field almost type thing i disagree with, with the money we'd be paying for him i don't think it's worth bringing him back i mean i think back to that that game against chiefs his last year Jarrett stidham threw him the ball bounced off his hands it was a pick six i was like looking at my phone like what are you doing 
Like, I, I was that that's not an NFL receiver type play. Certainly not Julian Edelman type play. So I, I think I knew he was done. He knew he was done that year. I don't think it's really worth him coming back. If he's teasing at anything, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what he could be teasing at. He's not coming back. It's really to boost his brand. Let's be honest with ourselves. It, anything to get the spotlight on him. And you can't really help the advertise, hurt the advertisement. But if I'm going to st- stick it straight to football, I don't want him back. And it's not because I don't want him back. It's just because I love him enough that where I don't want to see him in a fucking wheelchair. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. You're you're coming off injuries, and it's just like, CT is a real thing. I don't want to see him, like, a vegetable. And I just think that he's one injury away from being just, like, not being able to walk. Look at how he's doing. He's like, when he goes to practice with Brady, he doesn't look like the same receiver getting in and out of his routes. I guess he's just practicing, whatever, helping Brady stay um, fine-tuned. But I just, I don't want to see him go down that road. Okay, very good, very good. I'd say I like Ethan's sense of, like, that coach on the field, but I will say if he were to do, like, if they wanted him just for his mind, if you will, get him into a coaching role. You see what I'm saying? Leave that roster spot open for somebody else. Like I said in a comment on Instagram, let us focus on making the next great Patriots wide out instead of bringing back somebody past their prime. Boy, Brandon goes and ends it. You guys can catch us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, YouTube, fucking God, you name any platform. But guys, if you do not want to listen to this, I mean, not, not want to listen. You do want to listen to this. If you do not want to watch this, you don't have time, you're in the gym, Put your earphones in, turn the House Call Podcast on Spotify, and listen to us there. Uh, Brandon, this is the House Call Podcast signing out. This is the House Let's Call go. Podcast signing out. Let's go. Not a ton of speed, but him with Cameron Bray, it at least alleviates the just in case Gronk doesn't return. He is what Gronk was at the